Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey guys, it's Murad Morali and welcome to Hashtag I'm Over It, where we talk all things from pop culture to trending topics and have important discussions. Be sure to let me know what you guys are over to with the hashtag I'm over it because we have a lot to get into. And definitely don't forget to click that button and subscribe. It's just one click for consistent content always. Wow, guys, listen, my podcast is actually here. Can you imagine? The way Love Island is stressing me out right now, the way I want to get straight into it, like, it's just so weird. You would think that me speaking to a flipping camera every single day, coming at you with daily and consistent content that I'm used to, you know, speaking to a particular device and getting content out for you guys. But when you're just like talking just casually um, on a microphone now as well, it seems a little bit weird, to, you know, a different platform for me to get used to. But we have a lot to kind of, you know, talk about when it comes to this particular not only episode but this week i really wanted to do a kind of a breakdown on this whole casa amor situation and really dive deep and give like a psycho analytical kind of review of shauna as a character and why i'm not really pressed as an individual about what she's going through and you know it's not really a similar situation to amber where we all kind of felt sorry for her in a way we felt like she needed our help or you know she really became the damsel in distress and she eventually ended up winning the show but that doesn't seem to be happening for Shauna, which I find to be very interesting. Yes, she went through a lot, but we don't see her as somebody who needs to be the rising phoenix and win the show. Like, I just don't get that kind of vibe from her. And I feel like that really is happening for Shanice. And the character development that she's having is absolutely beautiful. But we're going to put that aside for another video or a podcast. Which one? I feel like when it comes to Shauna, throughout the romance that she well, if that's what she wants to call it, that she's had with Callum, it really has been quite orchestrated. And I feel like from her side, she has been the one who was very, very territorial. In the first couple of days, when the twins came in, lest we forget, we're going to take it right the way back from when the season started. She was, you know, already calling him my man. And it's like, it was only 48 hours, 72 hours, and you were calling somebody your man. Like, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know why you were doing this. I Like, you know, to me, that was ringing alarm bells in my head. You know, so I can only imagine what Callum was thinking, you know, that this person believes that they own me or that they can't talk to anybody else that was suddenly, in a weird way, mutually exclusive 
simply because you know we are seeing each other for the first couple of days and then it happened even more when Rebecca came in evidently Callum was attracted to Rebecca they went on a little mini date in that bedroom situation when Rebecca you know was actually relevant to the show but unfortunately she now is you know firmly on the team of what we call furniture and has somebody who is you know evaporated from the show but anyways when it comes to Shauna she was obviously very threatened by Rebecca to the point where she was speaking to Callum in a way that was you know i wouldn't want to say degrading but in a way where she was you know a motherly kind of figure talking to her son about how the son should behave and they shouldn't come back late from a house party or something like this i got this kind of vibe and the fact that she was dictating and the word is dictating here the fact that she was dictating when it came to callum about you know what she should say that they wrote it on a kind of phone and platform app or whatever you want to call it gave it to callum callum was going to reiterate these exact words or along these lines when it comes to talking to Rebecca and that this within itself was going to bring you know her comfort and this is what Callum had to do and if Callum did not abide by these rules and if he wanted to you know see where things would go with Rebecca then Shauna would kick off and Callum would want to avoid that emotional reaction because it would seem as unnecessary baggage and stress for him therefore he would take the easy way out and just listen to what Shauna was saying and doing and I feel like if Casa Amor did not take place they would still be together and I feel like they would just be in it for the game, especially Callum. And then once the show ended, give it a month or two, they would be broken up very quickly. I wouldn't even be surprised. I would not be surprised because, you know, she was very controlling. And of his course, he listened, he told Rebecca that I want to end things. I'm with Shauna, everything's good, everything's fine. But then it's like certain t- certain things, you know, since then, when it comes to like food or when it comes to how they hang together or when it comes to, you know, Shauna became very comfortable. She believed that, you know, she has this man under her wraps. They are the strongest couple in the villa and she got her mouth and, you know, she began to run with it. She and Mike have a very toxic, weird, but entertaining kind of relationship. But she was the one who would, you know, call out anybody else if they're liars, if the relationship isn't real, if something's going on weird, you know, when Mike was moving to Sophie or when Mike was doing something with Leanne or just mainly Mike, but she was really the one to comment on everybody else's but was upset when when anybody else did it. So I feel like she just in general is a very controlling, territorial and possessive person. Even when Casa Amor took place, she was upset that she wasn't able to threaten him. The word threaten now, please, Shauna, are you okay? Because I don't understand. I really don't. And you can just tell that from the behavior and how she just, the words that she uses. And then she's upset that she believes that Callum led, you know, her on. And she's like, I wish I would have believed your actions instead of your words. But then it's like, we need to really reassess your actions and your words and find out what the hell's going on with you. Because genuinely speaking, I feel like she is somebody who is very insecure. Now, we all have our insecurities as individuals, as people. Some are just different severities. But when it comes to the point where your insecurities are not only harming you, but people around you, then it becomes a really, really big issue as well. And I just feel like when it came to her, she just became very uncomfortable with any new girl came in. She was just so territorial of people. You know, even when, Callum and Rebecca were talking she would just you know moan in a kind of loud manner where they would definitely hear what was going on so that Callum understands her frustration 
And even with the Sophie situation, when Sophie and Shauna had the little tiff and Callum came in and said that, you know, well, I heard you made Sophie cry because this is what Sophie has literally said to Naz, to me, X, Y, Z. And then Shauna evidently kicks off and gets very upset at Callum. And you can tell that Callum is just so disinterested when it came to that conversation. He just was not into it. He did not care for it. And he just checked himself out to avoid the emotional baggage. This also happened in some viral kind of unseen bits clip where you can see that Shauna is leaning in for a kiss and when she leans in for that kiss you can see that he kind of leans out so you know from these particular bullet points that I wanted to carry through for the first segment of this podcast I really wanted to just outline how I believe that the breakdown of Shauna and Callum is something that I really don't care for facts are facts we are just not invested in them as much because of the way Shauna has acted and carried herself out Callum over time was just over it like child I'm over it when it comes to a lot of things and he was also over it and that's the name of the damn podcast I'm over it so you better inject it no let me relax but still at the same time I just feel like you know giving all these reasons and the fact that he she was very you know on one especially with the Sophie situation when talking to Callum became very possessive calling her my, calling him my man then it came with the Rebecca situation then the part where she was afraid to you know not being able to threaten him before um, threaten him sorry before Casa Amor and then it came to you know throughout the time whilst he was there she was like I know he's going to be with somebody I know he's going to come back with somebody well then if you know all of, all of this beloved why are you still entertaining it I don't understand it's as if she already knew and then even when it comes post Casamore, she's very emotional, she's crying. But is she really crying? Because I'm not really seeing that many tears. I feel like it just constantly takes place all the time. And I just, I don't know. I don't understand. I just feel like when it comes to Shauna, I feel like I'm not really over her as a person. She's provided us great content and I'm, you know, appreciative of that for her as a contender. But, you know, in actual fact, I feel like she is somebody who's very territorial and possessive. And, you know, this has allowed her to become quite standoffish when it comes to the audience. So when it came to their breakdown, we weren't really engaged or cared like and it was very anticlimactic post like her reactions were just quite blunt and I was just like you always expressed to be the South London girl this girl will say whatever she wants and you know who runs the villa who runs XYZ but where was all of this energy when when you needed it it's because it seemed to be very displaced and like it just didn't you know give us the good TV moments that we really need from situations like Casa Amor and so forth but I feel like I wanted to make this you know the beginning topic of my podcast because you know this really has been a Sean or Callum kind of week continuously throughout in the last four episodes we've been you know they they have become the focal point so I wanted to start my podcast now because I really wanted to you know give a kind of analytical view of just their relationship and how strained it actually was from day dot and how it never really was meant to be anything and you know we never saw it blossom or bloom or you know Callum was never emotionally present and this is the key phrase he was never emotionally present he never was he was physically present. He was there for her whenever, you know, he needed to be. And that Callum and that Shauna, she, she felt like she, she was okay with it. And that was good for her and comfortable for her. But he wasn't really emotionally present because when he was with Molly, he was opening up about the emotions. And, you know, and Shauna was like, well, that never happened with me. Are we dealing with two different Callums? No, beloved. If you actually look at your own actions as well, I don't believe, I do believe that she's also accountable. I don't feel like this is entirely Callum's fault. I feel like given her actions and given how emotionally reactive and territorial she gets in close proximity related environments, especially she becomes, you know, very threatened and uh, she becomes somebody who's very possessive as if she owns people and calls them my man and my this within, you know, less than a couple of days. 
you know, this can be very off-putting for a lot of people and they become quite, you know, there becomes a sense of entrapment and where you feel like you can't move, you can't do anything, you don't want to upset anyone because you, you're in fear of them. So I feel like Callum's done what's best for him. I'm not somebody who stands for Callum. Let's not get it twisted. I feel like him and Molly will not last and I feel like Callum is somebody who's constantly fighting with his English 24-7. But at the end of the day, I'm not really, you know, surprised about their breakdown and I don't care for either of them. I don't want any of them to win this particular season, but I'm just wanted to make this the first part of the podcast to just give a kind of a psychoanalytical view of her personality, of, you know, how she is as a person, how emotional she is and how she likes to control people around the villa. You know, just has kind of mentality where she felt like she needs to speak to Paige first before everybody else. Yes, we all have, you know, close friends, but at the same time, it gives off a kind of a childish mentality. And it's just what I get from her sometimes. It's just a weird vibe if you guys can relate to that last point which took place in this episode. We then have this whole Naz situation with Eva and Demi. But before we dive deep into this, because we've got a lot to talk about when it comes to Naz, Eva and Demi. I'm so happy that Naz is like on the show. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow wherever you are tap the banner to go to monday.com many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And I feel like he has had, he struggled in the last week or so, but set aside from that, like, he told me um, literally a day before he flew out, he was like, you know, let's meet at yours with another friend. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, we were meant to hang this week anyways, but I just came back from France. I didn't have enough time. Like it was just very, a very busy time for me, unfortunately, because my nan passed away in this time period. And then he came over and uh, we were just talking casually. And then he was just like, yeah, I'm going on Love Island. And then as he said this, um, our other friend began to record my reaction. And I was like, why is he filming this? And I genuinely, for the first five minutes, like did not believe anything that Naz was saying. Like I had, I was just like, this is definitely not true. Like no way is my man going on Love Island from, you know, asking for him to be in my Love Island reviews to now going on the show. I was shell-shocked and, you know, I wish he told me earlier on so we could speak about it, but 
it was so funny when he told me and he showed me the receipts he was like i'm going on the show and i'm just like it's so it was so surreal for me for the first week and a half to be like wow i'm actually watching one of my best friends on tv it was just so weird like like in, not in a bad way in a, in a good way but like something that you just didn't expect like you obviously i'm supporting him as much as i can and as much as i see fit but you know i made it very clear to him that if you act up in any way that i not i do not agree with i will call you out i will be unbiased and objective and he happily understood but you know when it comes to this triangle, even though it's not actively a triangle, because obviously Demi is not actively involved, she has checked herself out. I'm glad that she has, and I'm glad that she has the respect for herself to check herself out of this particular situation. Because as far as I'm concerned, if somebody does not want you, please do not go chase them. Because Naz chasing Shanice really pissed me off. I don't know what was going on there. But when it came to Casa Amor and he was feeling Eva, I was like, okay, these two are from the same area of London. They have a same similar kind of heritage and background. This could be it. Eva is a cute, you know, moment. It could be something for him. Um, he evidently likes her more than Demi and admitted that Demi was never the type for him. But in the last two episodes, especially in this episode that aired when they're before they kiss, it just seemed like Eva is playing a game. This is what I'm getting from this clown. I feel like she's playing a game. She just seems irritated, like she's putting up with Naz, like she's holding on to him just for now, just for the money, because maybe she knows that, you know, Naz is somebody that could be likable. I don't know if the Casa Amor individuals watch the show prior or, you know, are able to see what the public say prior. I think they're all on lockdown, but I can't believe that Casa Amor individuals are on lockdown for three, four weeks before they come in. So I don't know if they know about everyone else prior. I believe they do because there was a report ages ago that Arabella knew who was popular and who wasn't and told Amy that nobody liked her when she came in as a bombshell. So I do believe they might have inclinations as to what is going on, hence their game plans. But at the same time, when it does come to... Um, Eva as a person I feel like you know she has expressed she's awkward and Demi obviously isn't she's very giddy and you know somebody who loves to laugh and be bubbly and I feel like we, to compare them is what we naturally will do but at the same time comparison is a thief of enjoyment and if we compare these two individuals and their personalities who are completely different we're going to be disappointed about the choices that Naz has made and this one was definitely a choice definitely but she has expressed she's awkward she you know finds it hard to talk and get on with people and it's like listen i don't i don't have time for this awkward nonsense this is love island you've chosen to come on the show you need to bring it with everything you have in order for you to try to get as far as you can on the show cough cough michael or mike um and that's exactly what he's doing but this particular episode he just she they didn't get much airtime but the airtime they got was hideous and I just feel like he has made the wrong decision now. And I feel like, you know, I was somebody who at first believed that Demi was playing a game because we all love Naz, especially, you know, he was a damsel in distress. I thought she's playing a game. She's coming just for him. Come Casa Amor now. I'm like, maybe Eva could work. Then I feel, I see Demi upset. I feel sorry for her. And now I'm seeing the lack of chemistry between Naz and Eva. And now I feel like Eva's playing the game and Demi was the one. Like my mind has been so conflicted in the last couple of days and weeks when it comes to this particular um, narrative of what's going on with Naz and what girl he's going to be with. And I just feel like Eva is playing one hell of a game. I'm definitely not here for it. And I just feel like, you know, as the days go on, we can just see that they don't seem to be as compatible and the chemistry isn't there. Now, that's one side, which is the audience perspective. But if we look at Naz's perspective, you know, they see each other, 
they're with each other 24 hours of the day we get 45 minutes so the editing and the producing kind of craft could have an impact on our opinion when it comes to them because you know if he does like i believe he likes her for good reasons and he's being genuine and that's what i would like to think but at the same time it's unfortunate that he doesn't know that we don't like them together and that i don't think they i just personally don't think these two get on and i feel like it's just becoming very forced and it is irritating me and you know i feel like i would like him to go back to demi However, I'm quite worried now because I also do believe that perhaps the damage has been done. You know, I feel like the damage has been done massively when it comes to him and Demi. Like, he was so quick to move on from her. Fair enough. Not your type. It is what it is. And, you know, if that isn't your type and you've gone for somebody else, you're not really thinking of Demi as an individual, as a person. And then, you know, you may want to try to damage control, drop Eva, go back to Demi. Then I feel like the novelty would have worn off them too, because Naz has already expressed that he's not really into her. So if he tries to get back with her, it will become so obvious and blatant that he'd be here that he would be playing a game. So I feel like either way he has fumbled the bag. Either way, he can't really move. And I feel like, you know, he's kind of, I wouldn't say he's trapped, but I just feel like in terms of what I feel like is the best for him, he's trapped, child. And I feel like either way will just be something that's not really good for him, but that, you know, it is what it is. These are the choices that he's made. He's now going to be with Eva. Are they going to be dumped tomorrow? I have no idea. Are they going to vote for the least compatible, for the most popular couples and, you know, Naz and Eva are trending number one today and nobody liked them. So I don't believe they're going to be, I feel like they're going to be in the bottom you know, two or three, but then will the couples be split and the one half will go home and then maybe Eva will go home, Naz will stay and then Naz will get back with Demi, but will that even work because of damage, you know, that's been done? I don't know what's going to happen and how this is going to take place, but I would be very surprised if Naz and Eva make the final. I just don't see it happening, which is a bit of a shame to me because I feel like the show is ending very soon, which I believe is the 23rd of February. I think that's next Sunday. So I believe around this time range, the show is going to end. So we haven't got that long we haven't got that long left now the show is beginning to end soon so you know i just feel like it's just a bit of a shame that he's fumbled the bag so soon as the competition begins to end and it would have been nice to see him you know in the final top two with demi and then shanice and luke t because shanice and naz seem to have this nice cute friendship that has developed and you know that would have been a nice momentum for us to enjoy but i feel like the bags have been fumbled child they have been fumbled but, you know, let me tell you who has not fumbled the bags. That's Priscilla. She knew exactly what she wanted to do. She came in the game. She wanted Mike. She set his eyes on him and she got him. But it's unfortunate because we don't see any airtime for Priscilla. This is irritating me. I don't understand what's going on. Why doesn't she get airtime? What are the reasons? You know, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Is it because she's not giving us this kind of sulky, kind of negative, kind of weird, off-putting, hypocritical kind of edit that Leanne was giving us that they aren't satisfied with that, so they're not going to show her. They gave us a quick one-minute, two-minute chat for Mike and Leanne, but then they flip and gave us half an hour for Shauna and Callum. Are you actually mad? somebody is mad i don't understand i don't understand and that just really irritates me and i feel like we need to you know to have more airtime for priscilla because i want to see more about her i want to know how she is how they interact their storyline what's going on and i find it very suspicious and very weird that she really has suffered when it comes to post castle more 48 hours we hardly see any of her and i feel like what is going on this doesn't make any sense 
it just doesn't make any sense to me personally and I just hopefully she gets the airtime that she needs because I want to see their relationship develop because Priscilla has done the impossible and that is helping to redeem Mike's image and I just feel like we're going to see how this takes place. Wow guys, this is my first episode. Let me know what you guys think please. At me, my DMs, subscribe. Um, I would say comment, but you can't really comment on this on the um, the podcast. But please do subscribe to this podcast. Hopefully, you guys enjoy this kind of Love Island coated episode. I would say. Um, I feel like future podcast episodes won't be entirely Love Island related, but this has been a massive week, probably the biggest week for the show, especially with Shauna non-stop. So I really wanted to just you know describe and talk about her and really get into her and just give a kind of a view of this as well as this Naz and Eva situation and just touch on the lack of airtime for Priscilla and perhaps I will go into that on my YouTube channel. In this coming week but yeah this was my first podcast guys let me know how i've done please let me know i'd really appreciate it guys inject it thank you so much thank you guys for tuning into this episode i hope you guys have enjoyed listening and if you have then tell a friend to tell a friend you can listen to my podcast on apple spotify and via the acos app or wherever you guys are listening to your podcasts don't forget to use the hashtag i'm over it and don't forget to click that button and subscribe for consistent content follow me on my instagram and twitter murad underscore morali and enjoy the rest of your day positivity is key Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. AdWanted UK is the provider of single-source media data for agencies, media owners, brands and academic institutions. And thanks to our rebranded news offering called The Media Leader, we can also lead the way in championing excellence and inclusion in the media industry. To find out more, simply visit the-media-leader.com to subscribe to our daily bulletins. The Media Leader from AdWanted UK.